fire up. A proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. Now the gladiators, Hoppawani with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. It's just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head crash there. Oh, very nasty. Slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the burst. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Steps. Steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and... Chris Gale. As they... Welcome to the safe place for idiots that follow any sport, but particularly rugby league. The beautiful game, the great game, whatever else you want to call it. We had a wonderful, wonderful weekend of rugby league sport. Did we not, Chris Gale? We certainly didn't, Stephen. I mean, you're obviously luxuriating in the fact that St. George Illawarra Dragons beat the Gold Coast Titans, whereas I had to endure another miserable afternoon out at Leichhardt Oval as the West Tigers fell to the Newcastle Knights. We'll do a deep dive on that in Section 4 here on Fire Up. The, the, the place for... Everybody, where we don't sweat the big stuff. It's all about the little stuff here, correct, in rugby league. There's not a big issue in football that we will touch. We don't touch it. <laughs> we no, 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 no. It. We're not going to touch racism, Chris. Well, it's been done. We've got nothing to add. Nothing to add. Nothing to add. Uh, but this is the place where last week we spoke about footy gods. Uh, we didn't speak about footy gods, I should say. We spoke about wellness gurus. But what about the footy gods who didn't smile on some of the wellness gurus, some of the mentors, uh, some of those coach whisperers? Uh, some lucked out. Some didn't luck out. If I could say the knives are being sharpened down Norton Street as we speak for Tim Sheens. Uh, that's number one. I think Belly Ake, who said he didn't see that coming. It was a loss. You know, the, perhaps that's what, why you're so good at what you do. Uh, and then, of course, there was um, Kevy, Hook, Cameron, a few others with us. Forty Gods did smile on them. When I hear the name Anthony Griffin, I think wellness guru. Do you? Because he is you the... You want to cuddle from him? He is the epitome of the new age. man. Doesn't... Does it, always, it always strikes me when I see footage of Hook on game day. He's got the official St. George Illawarra polo and some fairly ill-fitting shorts and he really looks like one of the gear stewards. Yeah. Like he really... It, it, it bamboozles me that yeah, he's yeah. the head coach. Does it, he train with them? Uh, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But the the fact that he's got absolutely no concern about his personal appearance no, whatsoever... No, no. It's all a roost, Chris. ...kind you know? of warms me to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he under-promises, doesn't he? And then delivers as he... Well, somebody delivered. Is it a case of like, you know, Kevy's the assistant coach to Adam Reynolds? And maybe Hunt's the coach and Hooks is the assistant there. There's every possibility. Every, isn't we'll, we'll, we'll every do a possibility. dive. Fired up. Ready to go. Fired up. Ready to go. Uh, listen, I'd like to make mention of the land we're, uh, we're, we're broadcasting from. This is the place where David Bowie did an impromptu performance many, many decades ago downstairs in the Evening Star. And it used to be called the Evil Star. The Evil Star. That was the nickname. And was that when he was out here in the Tim Machine period, I, recording up an EMI? I up thought the road? it might have been Let's Dance time. Oh, Gee, okay. Memory does funny things, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. Over the years, yeah. yeah. I wasn't there. But we are here now. I have a little story about uh, the China Girl film clip, if you wanted to indulge Why me. not, Chris? Uh, the model who appeared in the uh, titular role there of China Girl was a model called Ji Ling. That's right. And my sister was a successful model, which means one of us was adopted in my family. <laughs> and you G- got hit with the ugly stick, did you, Chris? Ji Ling was chatting to... And you might remember the rather raunchy final scene of David Bowie and Ji Ling. It was Ling. a take from a film with Burt Lancaster, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. From Heat yeah, Eternity. Yeah, up, up on the surf in Palm Beach, That's right? right. <laughs> And um, Jillian was telling my sister, and she goes, you know, I can't meet any intelligent men in Sydney. Oh. And my sister goes, well, my brother. She sold us down the river, did you? Yeah, my brother, he's kind of intelligent. And Jillian <laughs> goes, well, I would like to meet him. Yeah. 
She told me this story 12 months after the conversation <laughs> she had with G. Ling, who was now successfully operating in New York. And yes, so yes. there could have been a logical progression from David Bowie to me. That's all I'm moment saying. Moment lost, Chris. Moment lost. And, uh, sliding door, Sliding door moment. That's right. Now, the biggest story, of course, of the week is uh, all about noses, rugby league noses. And, and let's face it, there's some pretty young men in, in rugby league. Uh, but Fergo, <laughs> Ferguson. You've got your Nico Hines. Blake. Yeah. And then you've got your Blake Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's not one of them. No. And... The nose is an important feature of rugby league. And uh, I think if we look at the past bygone eras, you can see the legacy of not getting your nose done. Are you talking aerodynamics here? I'm talking about breathing. Yes, (laughs) straight up breathing. Day-to-day existence. If, If you think of the likes of Ray Price... Gavin, Gavin, Gavin Miller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know people of that ilk yeah. that never got anything done to I can't their think nose. Of, uh, the Walters' noses—they're not pretty, are they? No, well, you know, I mean, this and, and Blake's is. Well, Langlands had a very strong nose, though. Like a lion, Roman-like. Nose. Yeah, Roman-like. That's yes, what I'm yes, looking yes. for. <laughs> Whereas Blake Ferguson's yes. played for the Roosters. Well, we don't know what his nose looks like. Well, I can't remember that far back. Well, originally, what yes, it looks that's like. What I'm no, saying. no, no. He played for the Roosters. He played for Parramatta. He played for the Raiders. Yeah. His nose is a direct facsimile of the lightning bolt makeup on the cover of David Bowie's Talking Aladdin of. Sane. Yes. Talking yes. of David Bowie, right? So it goes right, then it goes yeah. left, yeah. and it goes straight down. That's yeah. right. Okay. It's not a kink. It's 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 a fair income diversion. Right now he's screaming blue murder. He said after all those years of service, selfish service to the game. And can I just say, Blake, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. What, how much was he getting paid, Chris? Well, I don't have the numbers in front of me, Stephen, but the, the current... Probably close to, what, six, 700000 a year? Probably primarily operated in the average wage area of about 275000 And he was not a marquee player, but he was highly valued. So he's probably pulling in five or six yeah. uh, large a year. I think that'd be right. Okay. Ah, oh, Cooper Cronk, how can we forget that? Oh. Hello. Has he had his, re- his rebuilt courtesy of the, the purse strings of the NRL? And he's on television every day too. No, 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 no. He got, he got a uh, budget deal with Fox and Politis. Did he? Each chipping in half the deal. For, for the nose. And he's just timing it for when it's right because, you know, his worry yeah. is... That maybe he gets the nose straightened yes. and the cronk charisma disappears. Oh, yes. You know, and we don't want to see that happen. That's like the haircut. <laughs> don't do that. So he played and apparently had his nose broken eight times, Chris. Is that it? It was an ugly look. There's no doubt about it. And I think that's why he's talking about putting bums on seats and that was his job. And the NRL now should pay for the nose repair post-career. But he, he left the NRL and went to Japan to play for Union. Now well, that's... He- he attempted to play Union. Oh, he attempted. So oh, that's he, right. His Some, nose came uh, into play again. There was an incident somewhere in a nightclub? Well, he was um, uh, accused slash charged of consuming some... Um, well, I actually don't think it was an unspecified white powder. I think it was cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah. Uh, and look, his, his, his defence was, of course, how could I do that? I don't have a nose. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. You know, I can barely breathe, let alone do that. It wouldn't, even, yeah, it wouldn't even make halfway, would it? No, it wouldn't, no. <laughs> or come falling and, out again. And so he spent 30 days languishing in a Tokyo prison, and I think he was then released. And I think the um, kink in the nose defence ultimately went his way. Right, okay. Uh, but he, he would, you wouldn't call it a deviated septum, would you? No, no. Yeah. Stevie Nicks style. <laughs> well, I don't think she had one by then. No, or Michael Jackson had no nose, apparently. <laughs> so uh, his last game was for Parramatta in 2021, uh, and then he attempted this stint and then a stunt occurred and then uh, fell foul of the law there. Uh, it says here, after 15 years in the NRL playing 249 games, you'd think I'd be worth it. They'd fix it. I dedicated my life and body to the game. But no, I've been told because I went to Japan and England and it's been over 12 months that I'm not eligible for the medical treatment to fix it. So that's pretty cheap, isn't it? Just a 12-month deal? Well, I know you don't like getting involved in the exigencies of rugby league, Stephen. No. You're, you're bored the by details. The, yeah, the bored by the business side of it. But you may or may not have tweaked to the fact that the collective bargaining agreement is yet to be signed. Ah. And the biggest sticking point between the RLPA, yeah. Clint Newton, and the NRL, Andrew Abdo, is the nose clause. Right. Is that Newton is pushing hard that it's guaranteed that every player who plays more than 100 NRL games... Yeah gets rhinoplasty at the end of their career. Free. That's right. Yeah. And Ferguson was not the beneficiary of those negotiations. Okay, yeah. And he's trying to uh, highlight an issue that's really important and be a pioneer, I think. Right, yeah. Absolute joke. What's the go? Okay, that's his defence. <laughs> What's the go? He says, dead set, person struggles to sleep at night, put bums on seats for yous, and you just want to throw a person to the curb, K-I-R-B, I should have noted here, uh, once they're retired. Absolute joke. He said, uh, bums in seats for a game that forgets their biggest assets. Noses. Noses, exactly. And first of all, very nice touch when he went to his arraignment in Tokyo. He actually said, what's the go, but in Japanese. <laughs> and, 
And secondly, and they want someone delivered a white package. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, me, lost in translation, and, Chris. And, and let me tell you, if you don't think that noses are an important asset in rugby league, I draw your attention to the incident out at Leichhardt. We will be talking more about it later, where Jackson Hastings trying to prevent Tommy Talal from scoring got him right across the bridge of the right, nose and right, broke right. it. And all hell broke loose after the game. We'll talk about that later. But there, well, let's face it. You know, getting hit across, smacked across the head is a big issue in rugby league, isn't it? And, and, uh, and by the way, I think given that it is a football show, we should be giving it its correct technical time and that of course is Huda. right now would you like to talk about jackson hastings now well no, i want to talk about blake um if i may yeah you're welcome to do whatever you want there is a state election coming up in new south wales ah i see where you're going for those who are local and let's face it this is very much a um well they're saying they're fighting it on cost of living but state governments have no impact on cost of living whatsoever yeah so one area where the election may well be decided is infrastructure right and let's face it rugby league has been the beneficiary and and has been at a a big turning point with infrastructure in new south wales i.e volandis combat stadium alliance these sorts of capers don't start me on that arty beats and ashes don't start me chris I've had a lot of support, Stephen, for that sort Have of we? saying the way that the Roosters hijacked the Dolphins' agenda, and um, people were very happy the Dolphins got up against the Raiders. This you mean weekend. we've got popular backing on that one? Real popular I backing. Sydney FC in our camp. Waratahs. The Waratahs. In our camp. And given how cruel we've been to rugby union over the years, that's amazing. <laughs> but if you're and let's face it, can I say that this election is on a knife's edge between Perrottet and the Liberals and Minns and the Labor close. Party? And uh, I also want to fold uh, Alex Greenwich and Mark Latham into this discussion. If you are looking for a vote winner, mm. popular backing that in Min's or Peritet's case Are you gets saying just look the at line, their noses? No. No. I, I say if you want to get your nose in front, <laughs> why don't you announce, instead of I cannot tell you the difference between the Sydney Metro, the Light Rail and West Connects. I'm totally confused. <laughs> that stuff leaves me cold. But I tell you what. Mm. Something the public can understand in terms of public infrastructure is Blake Ferguson's nose. Okay. Right? That is a project that clearly needs addressing. Attending to. Right? Clearly we involve an investment in high-level expertise. Yes. And it is an opportunity that is absolutely jumping out as to how to win votes. The leader of which party that comes forward and says, we will fund the public reconstruction of yes, Blake yes. Ferguson's nose, will win this state election, And Chris, this is the working class man's issue and women's issue Chris Minns yeah well it's rugby league right so Minns has got to get involved and here's what I suggest he should do first of all a lot of terrific television in the lead up to assembling the team pictures of infrastructure yeah the the Blake Ferguson story himself right yeah you might remember that music current affair maybe that music festival with another one of his bras up on his (laughs) shoulders that sort of caper yeah yeah. to lead to this desperate situation you know a lot of you know darkened rooms and inability to smell flowers this sort of thing (laughs) Announce, Cheers, Chris. announce the investment, yeah. who the crack medical team is. Yeah. The medical world will be interested. Yeah. The because, rug- you, know, you know, plastic surgery had given itself a, its own punch in the face. It really it, needs a good image it, overhaul. It needs to improve its yeah, image yeah. because of some of the things this that have been the going down. Right. You'd get 60 Minutes on board as your media partner. Double Bay are just uh, rubbing their hands right t- now. Terrific. Um, announce that you're going to actually do the reconstruction in a public venue and sell tickets. Oh, tickets. Yeah, so you're going to need... Well, I'm going to say you're going to need the most antiseptic, most sterile environment possible given that it's surgery. So I'm suggesting Allianz Stadium. Yeah, when the Waratahs are playing. Yeah, no atmosphere there whatsoever. Oh, come on, Chris. I love that place. It'll sell out. (laughs) You'll have live sites like Tumbalong Park and the Olympics. People can gather around. Well, if it's big enough, go to the cricket ground as well. And Volandis is banging on about we need to open up American markets. Get yeah. this on an ESPN okay, right, and yeah. see this is what we do. It's down like that show where they have to move. You can't say fat anymore, can you? When they have to move fat people out of their homes you know, with cranes. And- It'll leave Dr. Pimple Popper <laughs> languishing in its wake. The you reconstruction know, it's crazy- of Blake. Yes, It'll yes, be fantastic. Yes, yes. What, you mean minute by minute, second by second? And look, it'll work. Yeah. And there's no doubt you could probably get a series out and of this. And there would be a model, you know, the Blake Ferguson model, which would go on sale afterwards. And does everybody in rugby league have the same opportunity? Oh, well, this is it. You'd be able to buy the sort of the paired before and after busts of yes. Ferguson. And then you'd have a sort of little extra like red button features on the camera like yeah. an ISO cam on Cooper Cronk right. watching the procedure and weighing up whether he should do the same thing. Right. And uh, the budget to this, we unknown, I suppose. Where are they going to divert funds from? Uh, look, I think that we could probably get rid of one of those metro stations because right. I haven't got a clue okay. where they are. Okay. Right? I don't know where they're taking me to. You know. Yeah. Like, I actually, I went, I went in the West Connects the other night yes. and it took me all the way down to the airport. Oh, so why are they still mate, doing construction? Haven't we all done that trip? Down a... White Bay or whatever it is. You're heading from west to east and suddenly you're heading south again. 
What happened to the exit? Look, I've, I've been on the North Connects and, and exited a Wollongong. It's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. All right, you want to talk about uh, Jackson now or you want to talk about Jackson later? Oh, well, why don't we come back to Jackson and what During went down? During our wrap-up of our uh, game experience. Of, of our experience. First game experience. Oh, no, your second game experience. My second game second experience. Second game day. Okay, uh, fire up. We'll be back in a little while uh, straight off this break. And a big hello to the, our friends of Friends of Landis. This is Fire Up. Uh, look, we're friends with all the little people. We've got the little stories to tell you. Well, we're not friends with any big people, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Second round in the Rugby League season 2023. And uh, look, we have talked Blake Ferguson knows. So I want to talk about an, uh, another reasonably good looking, well, no, he's not really good looking at all. Peter Fitzsimons, uh, he's a man who writes a column every week. He's got a big foghorn sort of style of journalism and he lives with another journalist, Lisa Wilkinson, and I'm sure they bat ideas back and forth, but I'm sure she's probably tone deaf by now. Uh, what would happen in the kitchen when he has to write the stories last week, Chris? So he's very prolific, Fitzsimons. He seems to he's write... He's a good book writer. Yeah. He writes a lot of books, yeah. and when I say he writes them, I'm probably possibly putting a question mark there, but, okay. uh, you know, sort of... A- Team of you know the old thing if you get enough monkeys on the typewriters yeah yeah monkeys did you say oh, <laughs> eventually someone will write Shakespeare uh, but of course the Fitz files Stephen I yeah. mean I can't wait for a Saturday to get that uh, column into me over my cornflakes I know you're overexcited and yeah I think the archetypal power couple that is Fitzsimons Wilkinson not necessarily in that order Fitz will go Lisa I've got to write what am I going to come up with Jeez, this week it's a tough one isn't it you know and because uh, we know he's a he's a he's a rugger boy yeah and he likes to talk about rugby union and, and the best game of the round match of the round team of the it's always some sort of rugby reference somewhere. It's a little bit like uh, what's that clown that does um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Always, ta- always talking about AFL. Yeah. Every question relates to AFL somehow. Hello, you know, <laughs> carry on, Chris. Yeah, who invented papyrus? Yeah. Yeah. Canterbury Banks. Yeah. Well, and you know, his great 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 grandson happens to have been a member that played in a team. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Actually, if it's an AFL reference, it'd probably be Footscray, shouldn't it? Um, and, and then so he goes, oh, gee, what am I going to write about? And, and he's calling out to Lisa? Yeah, what do you think, Lisa? And then suddenly it comes to him yeah. concussion. Concussion! Head injuries in rugby league. <laughs> I'm going to write this week about concussion. Yeah. Now. And there's this, well, the dog groans. Right. And of course, recently, last week's column, Gus Gould, greatest abomination on the game since, I don't know, the introduction of the 2040. I don't and, know. He, and he let whip, rip on Gus. Absolutely rips into Gus. And then he goes, what else am I going to write about? Uh, let me guess. Stadiums. Stadiums. And, and how much money he spent? Brisbane Olympics. Yeah, outrageous. Yeah. Schools what, are, what about schools and hospitals? And you hear, you hear that from Lisa coming yeah, out of that room. Yeah, yeah. Come, tell them about the schools and the hospitals, Peter. <laughs> what about the schools yeah. and the hospitals? Can't win an election on that. And he goes, well, that's not enough to fill my columns. So I've, I've got concussion. Yeah, yeah. I've got... St- Hello. Yeah. Greg Norman. Greg Norman. Yeah. Saudi Arabia Sa- lived to yeah. a and that, golf washing or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. The evil money coming from the oil industry and where done, they murder people and i've done a snap poll Stephen, and the last 73 fitz files have covered the following topics concussion oh yeah stadiums yeah. and greg norman surprise surprise can you be sued is lisa still listening like will, will media watch yeah. actually expose peter fitzsimons <laughs> for plagiarism by writing the same column you plagiarizing lift, himself lifted from his own column the previous week. Can that be a charge? 73 consecutive. Paul Barry, get onto it. Because it's an affront to journalism, Stephen. That's okay. what I'm saying. What you gonna do with the fuck? I think it's universal, Chris, that everybody's felt the, the power of the red mist. And we don't know the origins. I don't know what country. It's probably Shakespearean. Yes. At a guess, you know. Yeah. Or maybe it's ancient Greek or, or Latin. I don't know. But anyway, the red mist is when it, and it descends, Chris. It doesn't come up through your trousers and your shirt. It descends upon you. And what happens is a complete takeover where you want to avenge and have revenge on anybody within earshot or sight. Now, the red mist plays a, a big role in rugby league. always has. And we always talk about Cody Walker. Mm. in this scenario. Mm. Uh, we've all had our proponents of red mist, and sometimes it's beneficial and sometimes it's very detrimental. Now, I saw Penrith did South. Well, we were all looking for the cracks in the windshield. We were. The Penrith cracks, yes. <laughs> they never lost occurred. two games straight, yeah? They never occurred. There was, there was an unsavoury incident out there, and we were not going to touch on it, Stephen. Suffice, the sack that, suffice for the fact to say <laughs> that the accused in the unsavoury incident was wearing a rooster's jersey. Discovered. <laughs> yes. The cameras were everywhere, and the little kitty, 15, he was uh, wearing a hoodie, and then he opened the hoodie up like Superman, and it was a rooster. 
Rooster fan. So he went all the way out there. God, I love him to Penrith. Just which, to have a crack. Which, of course, was another excuse for Robbo to, you know, talk about his values and the rooster way and all that rooster, sort of yeah. usual blather. Little reference to France. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, of course. it's what the hectic cheese love. Yeah. Hectic cheese says, what got me over the line was they look after you after you retire and Robbo's wife is French. What an environment. Wow, no cheese reference? No cheese reference whatsoever. Though the French do love their fromage. There's no What's, doubt about uh, that. Chateau Margaux? Is that the great uh, red wine? I, I Did thought, he drink some of that when he went out playing I, golf? I thought that was where David Bowie recorded low, wasn't it? No, <laughs> Is that right? You were yeah. <laughs> uh, mixing that up, Chris. But the cracks weren't appearing and frustrated by the lack of cracks, Cody Walker went the knuckle. Right. And he is an absolute red miss merchant. He is the best at it. So you, you look for signs. To his detriment, I should say, yeah. Chris. You look for signs. Elevated voice. Yeah. Uh, agitated movement, eye spinning, eye spinning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then mistakes. And something similar happened in the Broncos-Cowboys game with Peter Hicku. Yeah. Peter Hicku is normally sort of fairly equanimous, so for some reason the red mist descended on him. Right, right. And, and I, I guess understanding the derivation of it, because you were speculating it might be Shakespearean, I know <laughs> Mount, Mount Tung had a fair bit to say about it in he his writings. Yes, yes. Um, and that's coming back big time. Right. And, and let's face it, we, we, we're in a post- Hardware, military, global geopolitical situation, Stephen. Yes. It's not more m- missiles and bombs. It's all biological warfare, right? Right, right. Um, Craig Bellamy, by the way, is consulting to the Australian Defence Force on this very issue. Right. Has he been, uh, you know, if there's an artificial red mist package that you could buy and package and like, sorry, process it and use it in some way, has he been denied the red mist? Well, this is the thing. Yeah. Is Bellamy, as we know... Is has- he an, an, an undercover agent for China? <laughs> well, is he? Well, no, this, here's, here's my concern. Bellamy's been working unusually on the side of good for the Australians, right? And he's been beavering away. Right. Still hasn't been able to crack it. That yeah. was why he was so agitated at halftime in yes, the rooms was, between yeah. Canterbury and Melbourne. He hasn't been able Did to... Did he blow up? Deluxe. Deluxe. <laughs> he hasn't been able to distill the red mist because it can be a force for good or for evil, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can use ah. it positively. Yeah. And this is where I want to um, level accusations at to... Very, very disappointing wellness gurus. Yeah. And by that, I mean Ivan Cleary, the most evil man in rugby league. Is he? And Trent Robinson, right? The most Francophile resident in the country. Renaissance man. <laughs> so, Marjorie, Chris. so you can use it for evil purposes. Yes. So I believe that Ivan has gone on the dark web and has sourced a synthetic red mist that he's able to target dispense out at Blue Bet Stadium. (laughs) So he's sprayed. So they're not patted down before they're on the field, are they? That's right. The players have these little... um, uh, Electronic things that at the right time in a tackle, they just burst open. Yes. GPS type. Oh, I see. Cody's in the tackle. And then on Fisher-Harris's jersey, this little pouch explodes. The red mist descends right. and Cody Walker Cody loses, goes nuts. loses his yeah, mouth. Yeah. He's barking at the moon. On the other hand, Robbo, who's also gone on the dark web yeah. and sourced this illegally, <laughs> and one of them has to be working for China, yeah. I'm not doing this. He, he actually has a slow release, like those uh, 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 patches. analgesic patches, yes. right? Slow yeah. release. So he, he loads up JWH. Yeah. And JWH is having a slow release red mist on him the entire time. Yeah. Uh, look, there are many proponents, but and back in the old days, though, organic days, Chris, it was really red mist, you know, and Gordon Tallis was the finest proponent back in the day when he'd ragged all you do whatever. But I think that Latrell suffers from something similar, but maybe not red mist. I just think he just gets worked up. Yeah, it's more subtle. And, more subtle. And there's no doubt that when Gordon leaves us, God forbid, that, that day. Zach Lomax has a little bit of it. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't come too soon. Yeah, yeah. But ser- most people donate their bodies and their organs to for medical research, yeah. you know, looking at things like, I guess, like cancer and all sorts of various therapies and so forth. Gordon is devoted his brain for the research of how does the red mist work? Right. What are, what are the receptors that absolutely that are triggered could, by the red that mist? That could take a lifetime. And then the next thing you know, you've got Ben Ross being absolutely pummeled or poor old um, uh, Brett Hodgson being ragged all over the yeah. sideline. Or remember the poor kid who just said, your mum's a rig, Gordy. <laughs> on the sign, he's giving him the two fingers. Yeah. Well, talk about Gordy. He, he was on air and he heard that uh, Nathan Brown had been signed for a year. Speaking about Red Mist. Red Mist. He said, well, he did. He's, but he said, you're gene up, aren't you? Surely the Roosters can't afford somebody else. What have they got there? A circus tent? It's not a cap. <laughs> it's not a sombrero. <laughs> no, it's not a sombrero. It's a circus tent down the Roosters. By the way, Robbo, in his Francophile ways and his Rooster yes. um, double talk, he can't possibly still be maintaining they've got a no dickheads policy at the Roosters. You're talking about Matt Lodge? I'm talking about Matt Lodge. Yeah. I'm talking about Nathan Brown. Brown. Right. I think I'm talking about Joseph Swatalihi, to oh, be honest. Man, he didn't throw that pass, did he? Well, mm. I mean, is this what's happening to us now? Yeah. That 
what's going on between agents, hello, um, Isaac Moses and Joe Wiebe, yes. actually now translates to the football field. They say that the player agents have too much power in the game. I think they're right. Right. While we're on the roosters, we love the roosters, <laughs> okay? Uh, the hectic cheese. Yes. Uh, uh, he's not hectic, as we know, but uh, he revealed this week that a big factor in the move from the Melbourne Storm was Robbo's wife. Yes. And now why is that, Chris? She speaks French. She speaks French. Yep. That'll turn any man's head. They went to a barbecue at the Robinsons place as part of the recruitment process. Mm-hmm. What, what what would a Robinson barbecue entail? I mean, it'd be spatchcock, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Look, they love all the whole animal. So it'd be sna- the snout of a pig. Well, it's rugby league. The hooves? The tail? <laughs> the trotters? The, the whole lot. Because they like it from, you know, from paddock to plate, <laughs> tail to snout. Small you know. and large intestine. Yeah, just use it all. I, uh, I once went to a New Year's lunch in Paris yeah. and they cooked a goose. Yeah. Absolutely shocking. Stringy bird. Oh, oh, dryers all get out. There'd be goose at the Robinsons for sure. Yes. And, you know, some of them aren't that humane. Baguettes. Anyway. All but the anyway, cliches. whatever it was, the hectic cheese had never seen such luxury and such a beautiful voice coming out of a beautiful woman, and he was sold there and then. That was the deal? Yes, because there's no um, airs and graces around the Melbourne Storm down at Olympic Park. You won't get any continental flavour there. It's all very much straight down the line, almost Eddie Maguire style. You know, it's a sort of monoculture right. down in Melbourne, whereas the roosters, the roosters are so progressive. Yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. open. They're yes, so, yeah. you know, they drive Priuses. Look, they're in the heart of rainbow country. That's right. You know, and uh, it's got everything. Anything right. a man needs. And, and they also know a dollar, Stephen. I don't yeah. know if you caught the fact that they're charging South Sydney away fans 90 bucks for a ticket for this What's week's What's the average rate? 50. 50, they're going 90. Yeah. Just for the South. Yeah. I saw that picture of a sad-looking South family. Yeah, to, yeah. to go to Allianz, which I believe last time the I looked was, them. was a public... Asset? Wow, so yeah, what the stadium? Yeah, Are you sure? Yeah, the, only other, the, home of the, the only other time they're charging more than fifty is they're charging hundred for your game because it's Anzac Day. And Anzac Day, and they know you, they're going to lose. You've got to exploit war. So anyway, we love Robbo, of course, but he um, he, and it will come to him in just a second. But so for four four member family, three hundred sixty bucks before you get any food or drink. That's right. Whoa, um, Robbo though, to his credit, said uh, regarding this issue that we're not talking about today uh, with Latrell Mitchell when he plays there next week. Don't boo. No. So my question is, taboo or not taboo? Yeah, the, the, I'm certainly in the not booing category, but yeah. I think by Robbo saying, please don't it's boo. It's childish, Chris. He's guaranteeing that they'll boo because he knows it gets under Latrell's skin. He's that devious. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, listen, uh, talking of deviousness and, and, and Ivan, uh, Ivan, the most evil man in the world, uh, did he come up did He come up with a comment about a, a, a ball-catching machine from Melbourne? So Mel- right? Melbourne wanted to get ready for the Canterbury game, and yeah. it, it turns out they weren't. For the Canterbury game, yeah. yeah. And, of course, Matt Burton, Super Burton, was playing. Biggest ball in history. So you know those things you see at halftime, they put the ball between the rollers and it kicks out and some yeah. idiot tries to catch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So they have those actually are used in training, Yeah. right? And they thought they'd be like, let's acclimatise. And they let to Matt Burton's Matt Burton. So yeah. they released the fact that they dubbed the ball kicking catching machine Matt Burton. Oh, they put his face on it somewhere? Right. Yeah. I can reveal exclusively on Fire Up yeah. that in fact they really wanted to prepare for how to defuse high bombs. Yeah. They wanted to call it the Nathan Cleary. Right. And they wow. got the livery, got Nathan's face on the machine, and then of course an injunction arrived from Panthers Rugby League Academy saying cease and desist unless you pay X amount of money. Man, so that's they, just smart business, so, Chris. So they, they reluctantly dubbed it the Matt Burton and the defeat followed. Right. Now, uh, I took great offence during the week that I think it was one of the announcers on Fox, was it? Yes, in that same windshield game. The windshield. The, the windshield that was supposed to crack and it hasn't. I don't know. Penrith, you, right? The O'Brien Classic, I was like, I don't know what you right, call right, it. Right, right, right. Um, that uh, there was another error made by probably Coda Walker because the Red Mist had been targeted and again. released. Yes. And he spilled the lollies. Yes. And um, super commentator Michael Ennis had this to say. And the ground's been playing another one bites the dust. <laughs> Just gets better. Let's go. <laughs> uh-huh. So... He'd, heard, he'd seen this happen and then decided to go, well, someone's played this song, called them the Groundsman. So this... this groundsman normally sprinkled sort of seeds and dirt and hose things down and sort of do the lines on the field. Well, we all know Groundskeeper Willie from The Simpsons and the great work that he well, does. Was he a singer or a DJ or a musician of any kind? Well, I look, Ennis, there's a couple of layers here. It's first, a little bit disrespectful to the arts, Chris. First of all, I love the fact that Ennis gets the joke. Okay. Like when another knock-on occurs, he makes the connection between Oh, you mean another one bites the dust? Another one that's bites the clever. dust. That's very clever. What a link. Which does feature in the Weird Al Yankovic story, but that's another uh-huh. thing. Um, but then he's referred to groundsman. Now, is this... I say, I'm sad to say, Stephen, is this the harbinger of more budget cuts in the NRL? Yeah, and the resulting being... That multitasking. 
Well, well, yes, but also, you know, budget-level DJs. But the man or woman... Are they DJs? Well, the man or woman who goes out, marks the lines, mows the goes lawns... Goes up and presses the button. ...waters the grass yeah. is also the person who presses Does the button Does he make the playlist, play. though, Chris? Right. And Did he put Kraftwerk on the playlist? Well, the answer to all those things is probably no. no. But it, if if Ennis is happy, Rugby League is yeah. happy. Yeah. There is a future where the grounds person and the DJ are the same person, Stephen. Yeah. Right now, they're meant to be separate. I don't know who's more, who the insult is, though. And they're learning fast, right? Because I did hear Hit the Road Jack again the other day. Yes, yes. Yep. So there you go. Yep. There's a canon. You've got, you got 60 tracks. There they are. They've all been written already. They played na na na, hey hey, goodbye at the basketball. No one bats an eyelid. What was going wrong with Jesus? Cameron I really Munster? want to hear Seven Nation Army, Chris. I never hear that anywhere. <laughs> Please, can that guy learn to play that song? So look, I think if anyone's looking for a TAFE course, yeah. keep an eye out for groundsperson slash DJ. We'll come back and talk about our game day experience straight after this little break here on Fire Up. Ever wonder why the scrum remains in the game? An outcry from the ladies when they was talked to were remove it. They like their men bent over and exposing buttock. Thank you, ladies. Now, this is a great story coming out of... Oh, I think it's a great story. It's a great phrase. Uh, you know, we all remember Disney cartoons, and this really struck my eye. The reference, Three Little Pigs, Chris. Well, the Rugby League World Cup was on, Stephen. I don't know, where, where are you in these you know, representative tournaments? I mean, you're so wedded to your own team. Do you tend to not follow representative football uh, over and above origin? Would oh, you? no, 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 no. I'm you're all it? sport, Chris. I'm one of the idiots that loves all sport. One of the, that follows Australian sport. <laughs> yeah. And the Rugby League World Cup was on. It was in the Northern Hemisphere. Oh, yeah, yeah. And times have changed, Stephen. When you and I went on tour, it was very much the lads, yeah. you know, the wives and girlfriends and extended families not yeah. welcome because yeah. it would take away the focus. Yeah. It's now understood by the wellness gurus mm-hmm. that the ability to tackle, the ability to kick and defend is no longer important. The ability yeah. to be a good family man Don't is. forget the influencers, Chris. That's right. In this. So all... In, I'm talking about the England camp here. Mm. All the wives, girlfriends, and extended we're families invited. were there. That's generous. With the exception of Elliot Whitehead yep. uh, and uh, Tom, Tom Burgess, Burgess, both of whom I think have families, and Victor Radley who clearly doesn't. Right. Right. And so they dubbed themselves... They called themselves... The Three Pigs. Three Little Pigs. Well, Three Little Pigs, right. right. Yeah, yeah. And and is, I don't know how the, the, these things operate, Stephen, but yeah. could you imagine them out on the circuit and they go, well, hello, ladies, yeah. we're international footballers, we're I mean, representative. Commonly known as the Three Little Pigs. Sure. Yeah, look that little, <laughs> but I can see the pig reference. Surely you're here with your wives, girlfriends, extended family. No, 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 yeah. we're not. Yeah. We're just Three Little Pigs. Yeah. Does that play? Does that, does that I work? Think, I think, well, England loves its black pudding, uh, their bacon, their rashes. So, yeah, I think pigs are probably very much an endearing character uh, in the English countryside to start with. And I'm thinking we're finding a bit of an emerging trend because last week we looked Cuddle at... Cuddle a pig week, is it? We looked at wellness guru Seraldo and his connectivity by changing the dressing room yeah. and they fell down in a screaming heap to wellness guru Seabold who held the pig on a spit. Right. Right. See? So, See? So there is an emerging correlation that I'm feeling, Stephen, between yep. pigs and rugby league and that might emerge even more strongly as we explore this. Remember the story of three little pigs who one played a pipe and the other danced jigs. The three little pigs are still around, but the playing... All right, let's get on to PVL, shall we? Oh, here we go. Now, look, uh, we all know that the big announcement today about the uh, nuclear-powered submarines, the Orca Steel, uh, there was on a great big ship in San Diego. No, they're not called ships, are they? What is it, a warship? Destroyers? A destroyer. <laughs> there was there was, there was was a rabbit-hose head, you know, elbow next to Biden. What team does he follow? <laughs> St. George, I think. <laughs> I think. Biden really does strike me as a Gold Coast Titans Gold fan. Gold Coast, does he? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he could be an assistant to Wayne, couldn't he? He could be. The Dolphins, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, tall, skinny, quiet man. A bit of an injection of youth into, <laughs> yeah. into the coaching okay. staff. Uh, now, now, PVL has done a great thing, you know, but he, he was very funny on Fletch and Hindy. Did you think? I enjoyed that. I, I I enjoyed that. You know, I've got my personal. I'm a friend of friends here. of Philander's. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah, and like I just kind of figure like he's trying to do stand up. Yes. And you don't think there's a career path? I'm pretty critical of stand up at the best of times, <laughs> right? I couldn't see it. Right. I couldn't see it. But you're like Weird Al. I love Weird Al. I'm watching the Weird Al Yankovic story. Yeah. It's and what terrific. about Chris Rock? Have you watched that yet? I haven't seen that yet. No, no. well, that's on hold, right? Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So what's he up to? Well, he's always thinking, right? He's, and he, of course, he, he's following in the footsteps of the greats like Peter Beattie, John Grant, people of that mm-hmm. ilk, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, are they all uh, Wollongong boys? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think Beattie might have been Balmain originally. Right, but okay. but Peter, Peter Beattie was very much in the expand or die um, 
realm. And Volandi's very much is in that mantra. And there's a talk now of 20 teams by, you know, the next 10 it years. It does have a parallel, though, with the Liberal government selling off everything, building everything, constantly got construction projects on the go. How many they got again? You know, I mean, we need new ferries again. You know, trains are bugging. We need new trains. There's the metro system, the light system, West Connects. And on it goes, White Bay. You know, now they're going to do the whole army place up at, you know, the point of Sydney Harbour. On it goes, and then they move on. That's right? good. Good point, by the way, because I'd include stadiums that I'm going to ring. And stadiums, sorry. I'm going to ring for then, Simons and then, give and him then an article. Landis will probably just like, blow up the joint, you know, bigger, better, faster, louder, and then leave. Yeah, the Liberal Party's motto, Stephen, is inbuilt obsolescence, right? And they're absolutely exploiting that. So, Volandis has got an eye to expanding the code. He's also doing cockamamie things like saying, I'm going to go and reach out to the American Football National Football League yeah. and say, if you don't make it in the NFL, come to Australia and play rugby league yeah. because that's what happens. He says, basketballers that don't make it in America come to Australia, which is absolute bloody rubbish. But is anyway, it? okay. Um, but the idea... What about of, the wrestling scene? Do we get yeah. the left, leftover wrestlers, Chris? No, no, we send wrestlers the other way. <laughs> Do we? But, but the idea... Like our actors, right? The idea of bringing uh, NFL offshoots has a proud history in rugby league. Who can forget Manfred Moore through yeah, the ball over King George V Stadium in Hinson Park? Indeed. Greg Smith, who played one game for the Newcastle Knights. Never heard of him. And you can see the tagline. Come to the Americans. It's on television in America. Come, come watch the NRL where American football players come to die. To die, right. right. <laughs> so, so while that's happening, he wants to expand to 20 teams. And who remembers Super League? Anyway. Yeah. So the, and if we do that, can the merged teams then go back to what they were? And, and Please. It, right. And of course, he's high on the hog. Yeah. There's the pig reference again. Yeah. Because the Dolphins won one game. Right? And, and cockamamie. That's right. Exactly right. So this proves my 17th team was a complete success because they beat the Roosters. I mean, hello, right? Right. So now the talk has come into focus, and you've already referenced this gentleman. Who should the 18th franchise be? Okay, so generally speaking, there's the old Perth idea, mm, too difficult, too far away. Uh, Adelaide's been done three or four times. Yeah, Correct. Perth, Rugby Union, Stronghold. Maybe another New Zealand team. Well, they can't, the Warriors 38 years in. Hello, what have they done? Basket case. And then, of course, you've got the another team from the Queensland area because that's the growth area, the heart of Rugby League, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we've just done the Dolphins. But we've done the Dolphins, you're right. And they're doing us. And on the other side, of course, there's the North Sydney Bears. Right, right. Who can forget Frank Hyde on the sideline? Literally at a card table, microphone on card table, little kids all running around him. High enough, it's straight enough, it's long enough, it's straight between the posts. Between the posts. And I'm going to send you back to the studio, but before I do, I'd like to sing you a song. (laughs) Yes. Danny Danny boy. (laughs) Pipes are calling. So, North Sydney Bears, can I just describe them as what I'm looking for the right word here, the modern day whore of the rugby league, right? Um, You want us to go to Central Coast, where do we sign? You want us to go to Perth, we're hopping on the gun right now. We'll change the name accordingly. Right. Now, Albo, South Sydney luminary and yeah. friend of Joe Biden, right. and Prime Minister Modi from India, what a magnificent yeah. sight that was as they were on What's that, that, on that, that truck float thing? Yeah, in yeah, the middle yeah. of the cricket ground. Painting his face. And arm and arm singing the song. Man, it was Terrific. Quite, mobbed him. Yeah. <laughs> like, mo- and, like Morrison Light. Yeah. And so Albo, who's a South Sydney fan, but he has been pushing the barrow, Stephen, and there's always an agenda with these politicians, trust me. The 18th team should be Papua New Guinea. Okay, this is getting geopolitical, isn't it? Right. Mm. And Volandis has seized upon this and looked at the general situation and he's gone right to elbow and said, I see a bigger picture here. Right. And what's emerged... And the word funding. That's right. Yeah. And the Dolphins, so it's going to work. Yeah. We need an 18th team that's broader than Papua New Guinea. Mm. We need a Pacifica team. A Pacifica. Because we need to provide yeah. a strong rim of protection against yeah. the incursion yes. of China. There's a name for that, I'm sure. It's not the Ring of Steel, but it's something. Right. And I think the Chinese are using it against us because they're worried that we, Westerners, are coming in and surrounding them. Right. And, per- so, and threatening Valand- them, Chris. And Valandis going, Albert, you want an idea with Papua New Guinea? That's under threat. Look yeah. what's happening in the Solomon Islands. Oh, but we need to form... Is New Mia in this? Well... <laughs> I haven't heard their name. Undoubtedly. What about Norfolk Island? Yes, Christmas yeah, Island. Christmas Island, okay. Uh, and we need to form this rim of protection. Rugby League is the agency, and we're going to include Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Fiji. No. Not Fiji. Fiji, not in the conversation right now. Ooh, Tonga. Oh, that can't be right. Samoa. Samoa. The Cook Islands. Yes. And the Upper North Shore of Sydney. 
the upper North Shore of Sydney we're, because we're talking of, Waitara. Oh, you're talking about getting to be with Gordon, the North Sydney Bears. Kalara, colliding, colliding forces with the Pacifica. Peter Volandis is pushing the 18th franchise as the Pacifica Bears. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can just see the Tongans and Samoans going to bear, eh? We're going to be bears. Yeah, I suppose we could Because be... it sends a strong message to China yeah, yeah. that we've oh, got, we, we got bears yeah. involved, yeah. right? It's nothing Just like, like Russia. That's, that's yeah. right. And we're prepared to take you guys on. Yeah, yeah, right. And you can imagine the propaganda value. Like, I've been to the demilitarized zone in Korea. Have you? And at the border between North and South Korea, the North Koreans are blaring propaganda through the speakers, yes, right? Yes, yes. And you would just have... Billy Moore's voice yeah. in Tannoy's all throughout Tannoy's World War II style and all those just going rugby league bears Rug- yeah. and just the odd Queenslander just for effect <laughs> and the Chinese will go the, the, this, can we have Frank Hyden and, and they'll look into the proud history of the bears who've won two competitions can we have Kenty 100 years ago they'll, they'll, they'll look at Florimo <laughs> they'll look at Jason Taylor yeah, yeah. they'll look at uh, um uh what other great oh, Ken Irvine Ken Irvine and they'll North go Sydney great we will not survive in right. this local environment and so Peter Volandis will get his legacy which Mate, is he saved this country from war yes and funding from the government and uh, it just sounds like a Frankenstein monster Chris and what's Fiji doing on the sidelines I don't get it and idiots like Fitzsimons complain <laughs> about funding going to rugby league <laughs> we're doing public infrastructure yeah. public interest projects Blake Ferguson's nose yeah. we're actually turning the Chinese Communist Party back at its yeah. roots what more do you want? Oh, God. So do you think that uh, PVL will then stand for some sort of parliamentary f- sort of position? Look, I mean, if you thought he was funny on uh, the yeah, Matty John show and I, I, I couldn't see any humour in it, I mean, he's obviously a man of the people. He appeals to sort of lowest common denominator stuff. Yes, yes. He will be yeah. our first Australian president. I don't like rugby league and I could never figure out what on earth is a squirrel grip. But I love Fire Up. Loves the dolphins. Everybody loves Wayne's press conference fights. Wayne is back, alright. Alright, yeah. Oh my god, he's back again. Who remembers that? Bennett's back, yes, back his way. Journalist, he's gonna show you how. Wow. Be careful with your questions now. Hi. Are you still looking for me? Are you still looking for me? Looking for me in Ken. Well, I went to kids, you're looking for me. I'll not answer your questions. Well, I'm not sure I want to answer your question, mate. You just can't give it, mate. No, no, and then not take it. Everybody. You can't just give it, mate, not take it. Love Wayne's press conferences. Everybody loves Wayne's press conference fights. Wayne is back, alright. It must have been a big game. For you to come out of Sydney You haven't had the decency You didn't ask me where I was Everybody Loves Wayne's press conferences Everybody Loves Wayne's press conference fights Are you still looking for me? Wayne is back, all right. Wayne is back, all right. Welcome back to our friends and our enemies here at Fire Up. Uh, we are back, Chris Gale and myself, Stephen Ferris, uh, after, a, well, we split up. We had an argument a few years ago, didn't we? It was about our noses. Yes. Right? Yeah. You wouldn't give me any money for my nose reconstruction. No. no. I said, right, you're off. You're off the list. You're not coming to Christmas. Uh, Peter Fitzsimons, how many friends would he have for Christmas, you reckon? There'd be a smattering. A smattering of friends, yeah, yeah. But Wayne's back, apparently. Wayne, the dolphin. Hey, look, what's the ladder? Let me have a look. Oh, 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 let me have a look at the ladder here. It says here, and I've read two different readings of this one. It says here, manly on top. Well, in our credits opening, that doesn't happen. No. No. Uh, number two is the dolphins, Chris. The <laughs> dolphins are back. Wayne and is back. I, I've got to watch that TV show. That sounds like fun. By the way, the Backstreet Boys, which there was an echo of that tune, Stephen, that particular weekend, were you at Harry Styles or the Backstreet Boys? Which way did you go? Uh, Harry Styles. Yeah. Yeah. Good? 
Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful, yeah. yeah. But the band out the front... I like the song about the sushi shop. The little band out the front is who I support, really. You know, those unknowns that are just supplying their trade. Not not the you know, the guys that got 80,000 people coming and you know, lapping up the, the bucks. And the, was ACDC busking out the front, were they? They were. Under a different name. You didn't know that, did you? No. <laughs> like you missed David Bowie downstairs. Right? <laughs> Number three. What? St. George? Number three. And we've only played one game. How is that possible, Chris? This speaks to the strength of modern rugby league that two of the top three teams have had a bye so far, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Riding high. And you know what I've learned over the years, Chris? Just enjoy it while you can because it ain't going to last. The key to success in playing rugby league is not to play rugby league. <laughs> yes, yeah. take the points. You'll do better. Uh, I'm going down, hang on a second. It says here Brisbane. Now, Brisbane are flying high. We know that at the moment. Uh, that that Reese Martin, well, some players, Cobbo. He, he's electric, isn't he? Yeah, electric, and, man. I mean, it's a circuitous route that got him They're- back to Brisbane. But I still, I, we, we talked about uh, Blake's alleged min, min, in, indiscretions before yeah i loved how reese walsh as opposed to you know the typical storm guys Mm. unspecified white powder too drunk don't know what it was (laughs) reese walsh goes he'd been asked to leave the premises in the gold coast he returned an hour later the cops go "Uh, i think i told you to leave and he goes you did and by the way i have a bag of cocaine in my pocket (laughs) um that's that's refreshing it is that's youth that's brisbane no no, it's brisbane (laughs) not for it's the 2032 olympics (laughs) where everyone will be issued like we used to in sydney you got that little silly esky and a couple of you know light up kangaroo glasses or whatever (laughs) anastasia palaszczuk endorsed your own little bag it'll be great with a spoon wow you know with a commemorative pineapple on it or something they found in the ocean Four tons of it or whatever. It's been put to good use. Forget your cocaine yeah. bear. It'll be cocaine now, Olympics opening ceremony. Brisbane are playing a Penrith style of game. I mean, it's really open and it's flashy. Well, winning. Just, you're winning. You're winning. Uh, then Penrith are next and, and they're on the high. Stephen, you're doing football here. You're actually analysing the ladder. Oh, I'm having a look here because I'm trying to get to yeah. all the details. Keep going. Keep now, going. Now, Parramatta, apparently what used to be the bottom of the ladder. Now there's another team at the bottom. It's called West Tigers. Now I find no joy in that, Chris, because my father was a Western Suburbs supporter. Yes. A magpie. Through Lo- and through. Wonderful man. And uh, I love life. And I said the knives have been sharpened down Norton Street for Timmy, Benji, Robbie. A couple of things. First of all, please. Your father would be delighted by the Western Suburbs Magpies, two from two in the Knock On Effect Cup. So the future's looking great. The Knock On Effect Cup. Yeah, we we used to call it reserve grade. Secondly, and it's now been officially dubbed the Sheen's Marshall Initiative is now formally known as The Experiment. Right, not The Shine. And again, this again will explain... The Experiment. This will explain why Bellamy was so upset at halftime because he's been always... He's sort of kind of cornered the market on experiments. The laboratory that he has... He's been the lab guy, right? Yeah, lab guy. And now suddenly these latecomers, the West Tigers, are conducting an experiment on a very, very public stage. And let me tell you, I was there in Leichhardt on Sunday, Stephen, uh-huh. for the 4.05pm game. With, with hope in your heart? Uh, trepidation. Trepidation. After the previous week's experience. It's a glorious space, though, to be entertained, isn't it? Well, it's, it's a crucible. Which How's is, the food there, Chris? Well, I'll come to that if I okay, may. Yeah. It's a crucible, which is where you conduct experiments. The problem with the Tigers on Sunday was they forgot to turn on the Bunsen burner, Stephen. <laughs> um, but you mentioned the food? Yeah. Now, as you know... So you came out cold, did you? Well, yeah. under some sufferance, I was uh, in a corporate catered area. Last week... Some sufferance. Last week with the, the Titans, in the box, you had yeah. a monitor, so you watched the game. Yeah. Um, you had your seafood platter, you had your, your hot option, you had... Um, various things, scones, yeah. party pies. You said options, did you? Yeah, I'll tell you about the Dragons options yeah, in right. a minute. And and the staff were attentive, yeah. and uh, you might finish with the seafood, there'd be prawn shells, Ooh. oysters, right? They'd come take it away. Are yeah. you right? Do you need anything else? This right? is the inner west at work, right? isn't it? That was week one. Yeah. <laughs> week two, monitors busted. Yeah. Can't open the window. <laughs> the, 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 the empty plates are just stack, stacking up. Yeah, hope just dissipates yeah. quickly, you know, doesn't it? Uh, the fridge has been drunk dry. I had a couple of wrestlers with me. Yeah. You know, they've already, the, the, there is a pall yeah. like the red mist that has descended over the West Tigers yeah. organisation because yeah. the experiment is failing. Failing, Stephen. Right. It's failing. Oh, my God. I don't know what to say about that, Chris, and I was seriously hoping you'd, you'd bust loose, you know, and go for it. Uh, well, how many people were in, in attendance, roughly? 13,500. Right. Well, that's a success story if I've ever heard one. We went down to the, the official first game of the Dragons, and you know the off-season, Chris, police charges, the hammer being one of them. I know it's changed. A 6 a.m. hotel 
altercation at the Winning Post Hotel. Yes. After 12 hours of drinking. Don't remember. Yes. Right. We had the uh, the stupid survey, the questions that were misguided and caused an uproar in the... The, the survey that I think was trying to get rid of the name Illawarra in order to cement the name Illawarra in the franchise. Exactly. Uh, you had the inability of the players to come to the end of season function. Yeah. You had uh, absolutely shocking form at the Charity Shield. Charity Shield. Turns right. out it's the ideal build up to a win. Hey, that's, that's clever thinking, isn't it? Hook. hook. Is it hook though? That's the thing. Hunt and hook. Well... A bit early to tell, we think, don't you reckon? But gee whiz, they were like, like, if I was the player and I'd copped all that stuff off-season, I'd want to win. I think that's a great motivating force. I think that Hunt would have gone, mate, forget about the rest, the noise, as they say. How often do you hear about the noise now? The white noise. It can be pink, I don't care. The red mist, the white noise. Yeah, I know, yeah. But so I'm just going to shut out the noise, you know, and therefore I'm focused on winning. Um, the boys up the front did some hard, hard work. Block of Laurie scored his second try? Well, we predicted with again. He's going to score under the post today, no doubt about it. He's got that smell in him. You know what he put it down to? He said Andrew McCullough with holding him back ah and really the new hookers um, laying it on well little came from where yeah yeah, from the Tigers Tigers I know well he, when he came on things changed and it started Jubilee was it yes and what 17 people there were 8,000 people nice view very disappointing okay so the game is sort of nearly starting and I thought I'll just go down and get some chips that's all because that's about all you're going to get you have to go and queue up now the queue I swear it was about 100 metres long they've only got one outpost available to everybody for a meat pie, a sausage roll or a bucket of chips with chicken salt as a special extra. And I thought, no. Do you have to pay for it? Yeah, and you have to pay it through the nose for it. It is so diabolical. And we all know that, first of all, the council on the stadium, the, the Dragons don't. Well, yeah. sorry, St. George don't. St. George has got this Taj Mahal that's looking very, very shabby over the road. So you've got this sort of feeling that that end of town is not being looked after or won't look after itself or has failed in the plans to build a whole new complex like Cronulla or whatever it takes to make it work. They lose money at the stadium. They provide crappy food, crappy service, and, you know, you're supposed to love it, you know, because so, you remember. So despite the win, you're a club in crisis. And maybe... Well, the back, this, the back and, room is, yeah. And the Taj is looking frayed and Sizzles has gone dot, dot, dot. Maybe this is a way of fusing things is, in fact... They bulldoze the Taj Mahal yes. and they erect a special purpose stadium for... Something like Packers Pecker. Right. Something big. Yeah, the reconstruction yeah. of Blake's nose. The reconstruction? That's not like the fin, the dolphin's nose. There's a whole nose in the front bent zigzag style, right? That'd just be fantastic. Wouldn't that? But he's got nothing to do with the dragons. We could have a Langland's nose. No, but I mean, I think that this issue of noses transcends... <laughs> well, let's pick a dragon petty nose. Petty regional issues. Dragon noses? Billy Smith's nose. I don't know anything. Named it after Smith. Yeah, I'm just trying to think who had a um, smashed hooter for the yeah, yeah. couple of the Fords there, maybe. Gaznies. Yeah. Uh, yeah was, it's got to be a Ford. Yeah, it's got to be a Ford. Anyway, so the service... I went back three times. Each time there was a queue, it was just like, you know, nah, nah. Grand win, maybe? It's not, not... No, well, this is the thing. Everything's moving to Wollongong, and this is the concern. They're really letting this place fall apart for well, some reason. I say, Chris, move them to Allianz for half the games to represent the bigger arena of St. George, Sydney. Yeah, well, you know, Nick Politis wanted to say something about that. He won't have that. a bar of that, I know. I mean, the regionalisation of rugby league is inevitable, Stephen. I'm advocating we go to Campbelltown. I think you should go to Wollongong and just accept it. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snotting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!